Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me again, I have Paul from the At Night Gallery, at The Night Gallery, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Shadow and Substance Night Gallery WordPress.com site. Thank you again for showing up, Paul. Terrific. Glad to be here, Brandon. Thanks for having me again. And, you know, I, I, I practiced all of these links ahead of time, and no matter what, I, I still screw them up. So. <laughs> oh no, no, it's no problem. Are you talking about the, with the blog? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's the I, night it's the I know, and it and it gets confusing because of course I call the blog Shadow and Substance, and that's what the banner is. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to use that for my URL. So, uh, alas, can, I probably can... am just confusing people. If <laughs> <laughs> well, know, and it's, it's the ampersand. The ampersand screws everything up. It is. I, <clears throat> I know. I love that. I love the look of the ampersand. I've always been a big fan of that. I just like aesthetically how it looks. And um, but unfortunately, we you know we can't have nice things, as they say. Alas, so. alas, alas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know something. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the ampersand and the treble clef. They're, they're just, they both yeah they do. They just note. add a little. They just add a little something. You yeah. know, I like any I like anything that's kind of visually different, and that you know that, that qualifies for me. Which is why we love this show, I think. Yeah, exactly. Part right. of the reason, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Visually uh, different, exciting. So. All right. Well, uh, what, what have you what have you been up to lately? I've uh, just uh, you know, trucking away with my. I, I, well, what I'm trying to do is uh, is get more uh, uh, blog posts written because uh, the problem is I, I I seem to write one for every five ideas that I get, <laughs> um, and I think part of the problem is that I just overcomplicate it a little bit. I guess we all do that. Yeah, you know, I think to myself, oh, I, I need to write about, uh, you know, uh, like I did one about the directors recently. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, oh, there are just so many possibilities. And, and finally, I just sat down and just said, the heck with it, and just wrote it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I, I realized, oh, well, you know, I don't have to put in everything that I know about this. You know, it's, it's not necessary to get out every reference book and have 50 photos in the thing. Just <laughs> just just get it started. You yeah. know, you can come back. You can do more. And, uh, and you can so, ex- extrapolate upon it l- right. a little later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just trying to, you know, and now having done so many, uh, you know, because I've done the, the quotes on the Twitter page for yeah. the past five years, uh, I've been trying to get uh, quotes that I either haven't used at all before or ones that I haven't used for a while. Because uh-huh. as you might imagine, every now and then I'll find a quote and I'll be like, oh, that's a great quote. And I'll look back and I'll be like, wow, I haven't done that one since 2012 <laughs> you know i should i should this is you know, the first quote i used and... i just yeah exactly <laughs> so appropriately enough the first one i ever did was the uh uh where where is everybody so ah, from the very first episode there so there you go <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> gotta well, start at the beginning yeah absolutely right and uh with that we're getting started in the beginning let's go ahead and get into the episode are you are you ready for this I think I am. Bum, 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 Yeah, yeah, all right. right. I, think, okay. I, I think we need the uh, Twilight Zone theme here or something. <laughs> we, we just fly that in later. Yeah, we we need like a like people holding the Twilight Zone banner, and then we that just, really we just burst through it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the sound of tearing paper will uh, translate very well to a podcast. Right? Oh, a- a- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like one of those radio right. plays, you know. You're right. There you go. Right. <laughs> uh, Maybe one of those. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, so we are here to talk about uh, episode 18, The Last Flight, uh, originally aired February 5th, 1960, 
starring Kevin Kenneth Hay as uh, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Decker, uh, and then uh, Simon Scott as the Major, and then a Robert Warwick as Air Marshal Mackay, mm-hmm. uh, directed right. by William Claxton and written by Rick, tel- teleplay by Richard Matheson. Right, indeed. The yes. great, the great Richard Matheson, and this is this is your second Richard Matheson story. Uh, that's with us. No, right? Is it? Well, no, no, the first uh, one was George of. Clayton. Uh, the first one was George Clayton, right? Yeah, as adapted right. by uh, very uh, liberally by um, <laughs> by Sterling. So, yeah, yeah, oh, and right. also in the list there of uh, uh, cast members, we should also mention. Uh, yes. Uh, the the not that it's a huge role, but uh, the General Harper. Yes, you know. yeah, Harper. Yes. You uh, know, yes, because. Because we need somebody who's the hard skeptic I, I <laughs> to be did, there. So. I did write the name down, and my, <laughs> writing, my handwriting is subpar, to say the least. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> Could so, have been a grocery list. Could have been a cast name. You know, it, who knows? Yeah, I, I'm gotcha. completely confused. It might be uh, a, an award-winning screenplay. I don't know. Mm-hmm, right, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so uh, here here's the, the basic synopsis of, of the episode. A... a 1917 a biplane lands on a runway and they quickly find out um they're like whoa hey who who is this guy landing on the on the flight strip and uh so they they, he's like where am i wow you americans are kind of highly advanced right right and um you chaps (laughs) (laughs) you chaps and he's 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 clearly uh clearly british and so he gets he gets pulled into the office and uh, the the major there and the general are saying, "Who are you? Where are you from?" Um, and the the gentleman uh, quickly finds out that he is not of this time, and that he is actually uh, has flown into the future into nineteen. Um, what I forget the the year. Uh, they say. Oh, uh, well, they 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 refer to it as fifty nine in the script, even though this aired in February of 60. So they're, you know, so it's, it's supposed to be 1959. Yep. Yep. And uh, so he's basically finds himself 42 years in the future. So, Ooh. which, no, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about having some trouble with your <laughs> navigational charts. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just about to say, you know, a lot better than being on, you know, flight thirty-three and winding up in the Jurassic period, but still, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a little, it, it's a little different. And uh, yeah. you're you're going forward in time, not backwards. Right. True. Not, not true. as many dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the Lieutenant Decker, um, he starts to explain um, that, you know, he he flew into a, a white cloud, um, and then somehow was transported here. Um, he, he goes into the other room and he's talking to the, the major, right? And uh, right. he's explaining to the major that, um, he, uh, well, uh, I guess I should back up a little bit. And they say that uh, Air Marshal Mackay is coming to inspect the uh, inspect the runway and inspect the base. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lieutenant Decker is clearly taken aback by this. And they yes. wonder why. And it is because he says it can't be Mackay because Mackay is dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now he, so now the the next scene he's talking to the the major and he's explaining why he th- why he thinks the major is uh, 
Makai is dead. And it's basically because him and Makai were, were flight partners. And uh, one day, Makai was ambushed by German biplanes. And instead of helping fight, Decker flew off into this white cloud right. and ran away. Mm-hmm. Um, ran away from old lead bottom is what they called. Right, Makai. right. Because of a previous uh, injury in a uh, sensitive spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll let you guys uh, imagine which spot that is. Right, um, yes, indeed. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, this is a podcast, and so there are no uh, no illustrations. <laughs> no, not not this time. No. Yeah. Um, and so the major says something to Decker that makes Decker think. He says, um, "You know, he can't be dead. Maybe maybe somebody helped him." And right. that 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 triggers something in in Decker's mind, and he says, "That maybe that that's it. That's it. I'm." I've been such a coward my entire life, whether on the ground or in the air, you know, nobody could have helped him, but me, like I need right. to go back. There's nobody around for miles. It had to be me. Yeah, exactly. So he, uh, he, he punches the major in the face, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's in a chase ensues. Uh, Decker gets back into his biplane and he manages to, to fly off. Uh, the, the major holds a gun to his face and says, you, I will shoot you if you don't, get out of that plane right. and Decker says, I'd rather be dead. Right. The yep. major, the major lets him go after that. And Decker flies back into a white cloud. So then the next scene they go, uh, the major is getting scolded by the general who is the skeptic in this case. Uh, right. and be like, you are in, you're in a ton of trouble. Major. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and air, air marshal Mackay, he shows up for his tour and, uh, they start, they they start to talk to him uh, and said, "Do you know, do you know this guy?" Uh, right, this the, uh, Decker. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's like, "Oh yes, Terry Decker." Right? Oh yes. And yeah. they and, and they they uh, the the general and the major had confiscated some of uh, Decker's gear earlier in the episode, and the, right. the general asked, "Did you know the the Germans when people got shot down would return the belongings? Did you ever get any of that back?" And of course, Mackay said no. Uh, and so they show Mackay his wallet, and of course, it's Decker. And right. and the general or Mackay falls back in the seat, kind of taken aback. Sure. He's like, "What is going yeah. on here?" Right. And the major says, "You might want to sit down, old lead bottom." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> giving it, him a name that only that, that he, he he could never know. Exactly. You know. And uh, so, so that that's it. Basically, that Mackay was, he said, yeah, Decker was always. I thought he was running away from me, and then seemingly out of nowhere, he comes in and takes three of those planes out by himself before they shoot him right. down. Yeah. Uh, so this this man who is a coward the entire episode decides mm-hmm. that his last flight, it, he's gonna he's gonna do something brave. Right. Finn. Yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) so, so that, that's, that's the episode. And so I ask you, Paul, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this? Well, it, um, what's notable about it, of course, first and foremost, I, I'm I'm not sure if, uh, we've mentioned, uh, from when we were talking before now, but of course this was, uh, uh, Richard Matheson's first screenplay, Mm -hmm. uh, for the series. Um, he had already had, Serling had already based two previous, uh, 
uh, Twilight Zone episodes earlier in the season on Richard Matheson's stories. But this was the first time that Matheson actually went in and pitched them a story. And what's great about this, and see, Matheson, of course, was, is just such, you know, anybody who's familiar with his work, not only in the Twilight Zone, but elsewhere knows that he just had this tremendous imagination, yeah. um, you know, and just came up with these great stories, everything from The Incredible Shrinking Man to I Am Legend, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and in so many genres. And you know, he just had this remarkable ability to just get these great ideas. And what was terrific about Matheson, and it, and it comes into play here, is he could just imagine uh, just a concept and walk in. And he, when he gave the pitch for this episode, he said he walked in and just said, obviously they already knew Mathis and he wasn't a stranger to them, right? but he, he still had as yet had not written a script for them. And he said, he walked in and he said, uh, a world war one pilot lands on a uh, British pilot lands on an American, modern American air base. Yeah. Like bang. a sack, sack base. Yeah. Right. Right there. They were like, bang. That was all he had to say. I Got mean, it. you can just yeah. see it clearly. You know, I mean, there are so many stories out there, even on Twilight Zone itself, but certainly elsewhere, where it's like, well, tell me the story. And you're like, well, it's kind of complicated, you know, and you start. But no, I mean, Matheson's stories just had this tendency to have a very beautiful simplicity to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, you know, British World War I pilot lands on a modern airbase. You're like, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. You know, so right, uh, right. I, certainly, I certainly would rate... Um, Part of the reason I was interested in coming back for this episode is because I I, I do rate this one very highly. I put it, uh, you know, on my certainly my top twenty. Uh, I forget exactly where I where I put it, but it's one of those ones. You know, normally you you go along and you're like, oh, you know, I think the best episodes are, you know, and I'll say, you know, I the Beholder and and sure. Stop at Willoughby and Walking Distance and uh, you know anybody who's a fan of the series is like, yeah, absolutely classic, classic. And then I get to the last flight and they'll go, which one is that? You know, it's it, it's one of the ones that I mentioned that I rate very highly. People are like, huh? What? You know, and it's not that anybody I, I've never run anybody who's like, I don't like that episode. But it just kind of tends to I don't know. It yeah, it'd gets be, a little lost. forgotten a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and uh, which I think is a shame because it for me is one of my favorite. There are certain twilight zone types of shows and one of the ones that i'm particularly fond of or like to call the redemption episodes yeah uh of which you know something like mr denton on doomsday is a good example and there are a few others uh passage for trumpet and so forth and i i love that idea i always have not just in twilight zone but elsewhere of of somebody who has made a mistake done something wrong and somehow they're able to to fix that you know, yeah. uh, whether it's through time travel or some other way and go back and fix it. So I really, you know, I love that element of the story yeah. and I think it's just so beautifully handled. So, uh, you know, I, I agree um, with your, your first point about, you know, Richard Matheson's stories. Uh, I, I forget where I read it, but it was talking about how, you know, Serling's were like about like the, the little man, right. The little guy. Right. And yeah. this, you know, we don't, we don't know old Mackay or, or the, the general or the major or Decker from, from anybody else. Right. And, and it, it doesn't really matter that what matters is that, that foundation of the, the awesome story, which is world war one pilot lands on a modern American base. Right. And, yep. uh, you know, it, it makes it so simplistic and really the synopsis, I could have just had it been that and be like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. And that would be it, right? I mean, it, clearly it worked for, when he went in and pitched it to Serling and to Buck Houghton, the, the producer uh, yeah. of, of, of the first few seasons. 
you know, they heard that and they were like, hey, this is a, you know, we already know this is a good writer. That's an intriguing idea. Write it. Do yeah. it. Uh, you know, and so many of his other ones, you know, oh, a couple goes into a diner and this fortune telling <laughs> machine starts spitting out these eerie predictions. Yep. Cool. Uh, you know, a guy gets on a plane, looks out the wing and there's a man on the on the wing. Cool. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just right there. It's it's, it's not overly complicated. So, yeah. Um, one of the things I really like about this episode is so I, I'm in I'm in the Air Force. Right. I've been in for 15 years. And, oh, have you? Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. And uh, what I just just looking at this episode from the eyes of like almost my 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 heritage, my enlisted heritage, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just so cool. Like uh, reading about um, them filming this in San Bernardino at Norton Air mm-hmm. Force Base, and right, uh, you know, uh, getting that that World War One biplane in and, and landing it there, yeah, and, and all that stuff is just so interesting to me. And and you know, actually like seeing like my stripes uh my my old air force stripes on on people back then it's oh just, yeah it's course. a side note but uh, i i've never been more proud to be in the air force until like watching this episode <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> you, nice yeah you know, it's, it's it's a weird aside but no no i can see why that would that would make a difference i mean you know just as somebody who was you know uh, you know, uh, you know, in, in the medical profession would probably have, you know, one where there's a doctor, you know, they would right. find that one a little more interesting, you know, or, and, you know, a writer would find one about writing, you know, yeah. so, uh, but that's interesting. That's good to hear, you know, because sometimes when you hear somebody's of a particular profession that's being dramatized, they tend to say, oh, that it's so unrealistic and, you know, this is wrong and, oh, I'm a doctor and no, there's no way anybody would do that. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And, and it, you know, part of that was uh, they they got a um, an advisor from the department Department of Defense to mm-hmm. to help yes. consult with it, right? So right. Uh, so there was a lot of they're they're trying to keep it as accurate as they could to you know not only this this story about time travel, uh, but right. you know them have the military essentially approve of it, you know. Yes, right, and 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 that that was one thing that was such a, a hallmark of the series, especially uh, in in the the early seasons, uh, but really throughout. And there was always this this effort to you know go a little farther, make things a little better. Because stop and think about it. I mean, most people, you know, you happen to be seeing it as somebody who's been in the Air Force, but obviously the vast majority of viewers, oh, it's a plane that lands at a base. Whatever, right. you know, I mean, it doesn't take much to convince us that this is real. And so I'm always impressed whenever I read behind the scenes stuff, not only for Twilight Zone, but other shows and movies. And you hear, oh, so-and-so did this research and made sure this was accurate. And I always think that that is so commendable. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's great to see that. But um, one other thing, I don't know if you were, <clears throat> had, uh, you know, uh, if, if I can go off on another tangent. Yeah, here. no, please, please do. Uh, although it's completely relevant to <laughs> <laughs> to what we're talking about here. Tangent, but relevant. It's, it's worth it. Eh, whatever. Hey, we're talking Twilight Zone. So, you know, it all, it's all good. Um, but um, you mentioned in your uh, synopsis the, 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 you know, the white cloud. And mm-hmm. one of the things that, that always impressed me with uh, the Twilight Zones, whether it was written by Serling or, in this case, Matheson or Beaumont or any of these people, and that is that there was always um, – they always kept the – the technical side of how things happened as simple and unobtrusive as possible. Yeah. You know, because you could see that was, that was never the focus, you know, it's like if it's a, you know, there are so many shows that if they were doing a time travel episode, 
would get into the mechanics of building the machine to make it happen or the quantum physics that are involved or, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, you could get yeah. yourself so immersed in theory and it's like, it doesn't matter. This is a story about a man lost in time who gets a second chance and is able to go back. And if, right. if that's the case, it's like, look, it's a half hour TV show. He's the focus, his story, his redemption is the focus. So, Hey, he just, he flew into a white cloud. Yeah. I, that's we, a, you know, I'm so simple and beautiful. I just love that. Have you have you ever seen this movie called Primer? Primer? No, I have to admit I haven't. Uh, so it's a it's a time travel uh, story, and it's it's about these two guys who end up building a, a time machine. Um, and uh, one one guy is kind of sloppy time traveler, and the other is like a very meticulous, doesn't want to hmm. mess anything up type stuff. Right. Uh, but well, they, like Felix and Oscar from the Odd Couple, right? Yeah, they were, yeah. Real, <laughs> they were time really, travelers. That, that's what it is, and and uh, so, like the first, I would say half of the movie, maybe a quarter of the movie, is them doing all this like really technical, like oh, like how they accidentally stumbled on the time travel stuff, and mm -hmm. it's it's almost so dry, uh, right? And and so academic that you're kind of like, okay, uh, I mean it's cool, but I don't need this. Uh, right. but the last flight is, as you said, so simple. You don't, you don't need that. You know, it's because you don't know how it works. It has that magical aspect to it. Right. Right. And that, right. It contributes to the magic. And when you think about it, I mean, uh, there are so many things in the, 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 our own world that are inexplicable. Like when you think about it, that white cloud, that's almost like the Bermuda triangle, mm -hmm. you know, there's just this, Oh yeah. You know, there are just these, you know, strange areas where the magnetism of the earth is different and, uh, you know, this, you know, time bends and, uh, you know, I realize there are a lot of theories and I'm not just trying to make it sound like this is all, all, you know, sure, explicable sure. to us. But, but, but the point is it's like, okay, you know, you, you, I think you almost subconsciously think, you know, yeah, there are some weird things out there in the real world. So if you tell me there was a white cloud and you could pass into it and somehow this, you pass through this barrier, uh, you know, I'll accept that. You know, because I'm 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 intrigued by your premise. So yeah, exactly. Um, it, and I really like that. You know, this is a story where, like, it is self. I, I guess I'll say self-contained, but the whole uh, redemption aspect of it. You know, it, we we look at it as a as a snapshot, and like this from a time travel perspective, old lead bottom Mackay always always experience that moment the same, no matter what, right? Mm, right. And, and, how, and how far removed uh, Decker coming into the future is from that original moment, right? I mean, yes. if he, so Mackay's flying, he's getting ambushed, Decker disappears into the cloud, and not more than a few seconds later, he's he's coming back, guns blazing. Right, yeah, but that, yeah. But but because obviously he spent, uh, you know, once once he passed through to 1959, obviously he spent a good several hours there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and yet when he returned, you know, just a few seconds had gone by. So, yeah. and and what was great about that, you know, think about it, because here's somebody who has spent, as he says, his whole life being a coward. Yeah, he's always run away, and so you know that moment for him, uh, when you think about it. Even before, really, the, the turning point for him was when uh, the, 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 he has the gun pulled on him, and he says, go ahead. Because, yeah. you know, here you have someone who's a coward, and, and the man who ran away all his life probably wouldn't have even put himself in a situation where he had a gun pulled on him. And if he did, he certainly <laughs> would have said, don't shoot, don't shoot, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, 
yeah. And what yeah. does he say? He just says, he just I don't care. Go ahead, shoot yeah. me. And you know he means it. It's not a bluff, you know, because he realizes this is his last chance, you know, to uh, to to redeem himself. And it's funny because when you think about it, he goes back and he really sacrifices himself. Yeah. You know, because as as Mackay says, he lost his life doing it. So, and um, another aspect that I really get a kick out of with this, I and I notice this is a, a theme that kind of runs through some of my other favorites mm-hmm. is I love it whenever there's a uh, kind of a, a very sort of twisty explanation uh, to everything that's going on. In spite of the fact that I was just admiring the simplicity of the fact that there's no real <laughs> science to it. You know, I love it when he's having that conversation with the, uh, with the officer who, who, who tends to believe him. Yeah. Uh, at least a little more than, than, than Harper does. And he says, um, you know, don't you see, you know, I, I, I have to go back in time because, you know, if I don't go back, then, you know, he won't be alive to come here today. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying it as well as, as, as it was written in the episode, <laughs> but the point is, it's like, I'm like, what, what, my head hurts. What did you just say? Right. <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to go back in time. You know, he's, he's like, he won't be here if I, you know, so I, I, I like that kind of thing. I mean, that comes up in shadow play is another one where he's saying all these things. Don't you understand that I have to dream you, you know, that's the only way that you're alive. Yeah. What? And, 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 I, and I wonder, you know, if, if this episode went a different direction and he was um, kind of, he, he was kept in the future for whatever reason, you know, how, what would have happened, right? What would have happened when Makai was supposed to show up or were you just, right. You because know. if he hadn't been saved, then clearly he wouldn't have gone on to be the famous vice admiral Mackay, and yeah. and clearly he would not be uh, a decorated officer who is now traveling to this American air base in France to to tour it. So you'd have right. to assume that that would sort of I don't know disappear or something like that. Yeah, I and I like that as as a time travel fan, uh, right. I I like. I like the story from that aspect. And since it's a guy going into the future rather than going into the past, I, I like that there's no, there's really no paradox associated with it. Right. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because usually when you're dealing with tra- time travel, you're dealing with a guy going backwards in time and then, and then right. modifying stuff here and there. Uh, yeah. And, and, and or, or if he, especially if he runs into himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but that, that, that's, that's not a problem here. You know, you don't have to be like, well, wait a minute. How can you go back? You can't exist in two places. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. There's that whole aspect of causality that you don't have to deal with in in a forward jumping uh, time travel story. Um, So I I appreciate that about this. Yeah. Here's that that passage. I couldn't help but flip to the scripture. It says, you know, how do you know? You know, when he says, you know, but but Makai's alive. And Decker says, you know, how do you know that? How do you know if I don't get back to him, he won't be here? How do you know that he won't have been killed 42 years ago? Yeah. You know, and, and Wilson says, this is insanity, Decker. And he says, it isn't. I take, history may be changed if I don't go back. Mac will have died because he had to die unless I help him. Yeah. And that, that, that passage is like that. I'm just like, oh, that's, I don't know. I love that. I, I, that kind I of twisting. I would almost like to see uh, if uh, along the lines of um, uh, of getting stuck there, stuck in the future, like mm-hmm. eventually what what would have happened if he was he ha- had gotten out of the plane he was forced out of the plane right and then he's still in the future for an extended length of time mm. well that that moment in the past 
will always have happened because Makai had to have lived, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I wonder if um, I'm thinking of eleven twenty two sixty three, the uh, Stephen King. Oh movie. yeah. Uh, I, I, the funny thing is, I've I've read the book, but I haven't yet seen the series. Okay. Yeah. yeah I the haven't, book was I very intriguing. I haven't read the book. I just finished the, the series. Okay. Um, was it was it good? Did you it, enjoy it? It is. Yeah. James Franco okay. is, is actually pretty decent. Surprising. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's 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 one of those guys that either is like Hit really him. good or really not good. So. Yeah. Um, so, so I just wonder, you know, um, that moment in time with Mackay and, and getting saved from the Germans will always have happened. Um, right. but even if, uh, Decker had gotten out of the plane at this point in time, at the end with the major and the gun, there would still be, a, maybe a point in the future where he could still escape and go back in time or, or even flesh out that, um, his arc of wanting to be redeemed, you know? Right. Right. Um, but, but, abstract, but you can but, it is. You're, you're right. It's almost kind of like, like he says here, you know, time is giving me a second chance. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like, okay, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously all kind of mysterious. It's a white cloud. I mean, yeah. you know, there's no mention of exactly how it happens. It's fate. It's, you know, it's time, whatever it happens to be, but something is causing it. It's like, okay, this is the pivotal moment because obviously if he, as he always has been, uh, chickens out, Makai mm-hmm. is killed. And one can only presume that Decker will then go on and live a pretty rotten life knowing that he's responsible for his friend's death. Yeah. So if at this moment, time or fate or whatever, you know, reaches back and grabs him just as he's leaving and shunts him via this white cloud into the future and says, look, here, if you do the right thing 42 years ago, here's your friend, a a not only saved, but, you know, a, a celebrated officer uh, and, uh, uh, you know, who's going to be, you know, uh, touring this airbase today. And that won't happen if you don't do the right thing. And so, you know, that, that like you said, I mean, that's when he knows. Yeah. Okay, I've got to, I've got to boomerang back to that moment. And, uh, you know, now I know what I've got to do. Yeah. So I, the, that, that sense of urgency with him, uh, Mackay, coming for the tour, it really helps with the 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 length of the episode too, right? Right. <laughs> it, it makes it that much more self-contained. Oh, um, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very and and see that's not always the case. I mean, you know, when you stop and think about it, I mean, if you think of the perfect, if you think of a story idea, you know, normally, you know, there are some episodes where it feels there's almost more story than you can handle in the episode, and so it feels a tiny bit rushed, and then there are others that feel like they have to be a little padded because, well, we really could have told it in 20, but we needed to fill 25 minutes. But this <laughs> one feels perfect, you know? Yeah, exactly. It feels like it takes exactly the right amount of time um, to tell the story, and uh, so that's definitely a, a, a tribute to Matheson's writing talent and to, uh, you know, the, the fantastic production mm-hmm. uh, of it. You know, everything is very, very well very, very well paced. And it's nice, too, because, I mean, you know, when you think about it, Sterling tells us right away. I mean, we don't just see him land. You know, I mean, our first shot is of him in the sky, looking around, yeah. desperately lost. And Sterling's already narrating and telling us, you know, that something is up. He's not just lost in terms of miles. He's lost in terms of, of time. You know, he's really lost his bearings, which which preps us then when he lands and we see his plane which looks very odd among all these then very modern jets <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and so right away we're like what in 
in the hell? So uh, spe- speaking of that, uh, there, there's a, the interesting thing I'd read about you know people being more interested in seeing this this uh, from a production standpoint, interested in seeing this World War One biplane when they're surrounded right. by a bunch of like modern Air Force jets at that point in time, right? Oh sure, uh, yeah. And, and them having to cordon off the area because people were trying to, to touch it and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, you know, you think about it. I mean, it's like now. I mean, if you see, you know, if you see an old car on the road, it's like, oh, that's oh, yeah. so cool. You know, like now, <laughs> like if somebody had, you know, drove up, you know, down the street in a Model T, you know, and stopped in front of my house, I'd be like, oh, man, can I take it to spin around the block? This is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's like, forget this modern vehicle over here with that has every convenience imaginable you know yeah. I, I want to get in this old jalopy and take it around the, the block it's got its own mini bar yeah and the ct <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no i want i want i want a 32 t bucket <laughs> this thing that just has you know uh, you know uh, a leather over springs for seats you know <laughs> no probably, power steering you know, right yeah it's probably yeah. freezing cold in the winter and <laughs> boiling in the summer but boy it's so cool so uh, yeah i can right, imagine man. them uh, so you, this is one of your favorites. So yeah, I'm going to sure. throw this out there. What, right. what do you rate it? <laughs> well, in terms of, well, if I were get like a grade, I, I would, I would give this one, uh, I would give this one, I, I would say it's, it's say it's an A, A minus for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I uh, think it's, it's, it's a solid, I can't really think of, you know, there are other ones where even if I like it very much, I can think of some specific criticism. I really can't think of anything that they could do that would. You know, it didn't feel like it had any weak spots. It was, it was, it was very well done. I am hard pressed to disagree with you. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, okay. I will, I will, I will stick with your rating scale for this, and I will okay. also, I'll, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it an A. Uh, okay. There's part of me that like, for a lot of these these shows, I say, well, you know, like it's it's an A, it's A minus, and I feel like I'm like a broken record when I when I keep giving high oh, right, scores right. for a lot of these a lot of these episodes, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, it's this this first season has a lot of really good episodes, and so a it does in a I would can't give it an A minus I don't think because as you said there's not a whole lot that I can imagine them them changing. Right. I mean, I I want to save you know the A pluses for you know for me like Eye of the Beholder and you know episodes like that that I consider the the, the cream of the crop, but this you know for me is a, it's a very solid episode. I really can't. There's nothing it, to mark it down for, so yeah. you know. if there's if there's one criticism I have, it's mm-hmm. uh it's at the very end when the major says, You might want to sit down, old lead bottom. <laughs> you mean you mean he'd like, never say <laughs> like just just that the delivery. The delivery of that line is it throws me off every time. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're right, you're right. <laughs> they, that, that probably could have been handled a little bit old better. Lead bottom. Old lead bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose he could have uh, could have worked on that one a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, a wonderful episode. Yeah, it was. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, is there anything sure. you want to talk about? Um, you, you have some uh, you have some good articles out there. Uh, you, you just talked about world of difference not not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That, that that was uh, yeah. If if anyone's interested. Oh, speaking of Matheson, I was going to say that's yeah. Uh, cause I, I, I love it. It's, it's very interesting when you go behind the scenes and you read more about the episodes and, uh, I just love the, the, this, my latest, uh, of course, hopefully by the time this airs, maybe it won't be my latest, but, um, <laughs> I hope I've 
blogged a couple more since then. Uh, but uh, it's an episode. Uh, there's this terrific shot in the beginning, and uh, where you know the whole idea is supposed to be. I won't tell the whole episode here, but you know they, he's he's acting on a set, you know, yep. and the guy forgets and gets lost in his role, and he's shocked to see a film crew there. You know, he seems to think that the role he's playing is reality, and it's great. He walks into his office. There's a wall there. He sits down in his office starts to make a phone call oh the phone doesn't work and he starts to walk away like to get his secretary and he hears someone yell cut and we turn now to the wall that was just there and the wall is gone and there's a film crew there and it's just so beautifully handled and it turned out that that was all that was not in the script richard matheson had not said anything like that and here was the director ted post um had the idea he thought boy wouldn't it be great if we could do this all with one shot no cuts hmm. and in order to do that they had to make that wall on wheels and move it away and silently and of course just make everything had to be perfectly timed and executed right. and but it really gets the idea across it's such a, it's such a memorable shot but that's an example of where you had such talented people doing great work so that was one thing i i focused on in this post uh at uh the night gallery dot yeah. <laughs> Oh, awesome. awesome. You, so, you got it. You got it. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed so your own right. URL. That's right. I got I to gotta make sure I tell people that. Because, yeah, because I'll tell people, oh, yeah, I call the blog Shadow and Substance. And they go, yeah, I search for Shadow and Substance. And it was like, you know, how to fix a transmission. I'm like, what? Or <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't know what it is now. Just, that's that's, that's going to be my auto shop name. Next there you time. go. Yeah, Shadow and Substance is perfect, really, when you think about it. So, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, of course, you got some great content over at, at the Night Gallery. Over, Thanks. Over yeah. If any right, if anybody listens to this is on Twitter and you're a Twilight Zone fan or any of Rod Serling, because I try to do his teleplays and Night Gallery and his movies, yeah. but mostly Twilight Zone. Uh, at yeah, it's it's at the Night Gallery. Uh, when I first registered it, I tried to do the Night Gallery. I d- d- tried to do it without the the. I just wanted to do Night Gallery, but it turns mm-hmm. out there's a band with that name, so huh. they already had it. Uh, so it's Bastards. a the. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and I, I hate underscores and i didn't want to put any of that in there so i just said okay just call it the night gallery absolutely and uh so that's the place to go on twitter if you're a uh if you're a fan it, of twilight zone and... it, it 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 really is uh i whenever i go back to twitter to check check my stuff you have something new undoubtedly oh, great. appreciate it uh so yeah. it's, it's it's great and uh i like a lot of your stuff because i i love the twilight zone and the night gallery so Oh, that's uh, great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. It's uh, just been so much fun. I think I mentioned last time I was here was just, you know, my, my brother and I we were kids. We just love these types of, yep. you know, we had the same type taste in movies and TV shows. And it was, we, we just quote stuff. I mean, we always communicate in quotes sometimes, you know, just because yep. we remember so many of these great shows. And so this was just an outlet. I was like, well, I quote stuff all the time anyway. I might as well throw it out there. <laughs> I'll bet there are other fans. And now here I am, you know. And certain, closing in on fifteen thousand followers. So certainly there are a great many fans based on yeah. based on that yeah. number alone. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but all right, Paul, man, uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and and spending some time with me to to talk about the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I always, yeah. always enjoy talking about it with another fan. And uh, and speaking of underscores, you can hit me up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm at s four y a underscore podcast. Uh, I'm also at Gmail, uh, S4YA podcast at gmail.com over at www.geekade.com 
slash submitted dash for dash your dash approval. I need to fix that. Uh, just go to geekgate.com. Sounds, sounds kind of like Morse code there. You know, what are you think <laughs> yeah. about dash, 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 right? Uh, yeah. just, just go out to Geekgate and, and, and search for I me there. I was going to say, yeah, if you do, uh, you know, Geekade or if somebody looks up your, because you've got a link on your Twitter as well. That's right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping me promote my own stuff. Well, I try to tell it sometimes, but rather than try to say, oh, you have to remember two things. You have to remember the URL for the blog and for the for the Twitter. If you remember one, I've got the other there, you know. My Twitter right. feed is on my blog, and my blog link is on my Twitter. So, uh, Can, I, can I hire you for my social media presence? There you go. <laughs> 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 if, 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 I, if i if i had more time i'd gladly uh, <laughs> decline myself and i know th- i know that feel man <laughs> yes definitely but uh all right hey thank again thank you so much for coming on that's great yep enjoyed it and look forward to doing it again soon absolutely uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna hammer those details out great uh pretty soon and uh mm-hmm. for everybody else thank you so much for listening uh i, I love you guys and you know shoot me a message shoot, shoot me an email uh, i've gotten some good emails lately and i just want to say I, I i love them i love responding and, and taking the time out of my day to 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 hook up with you guys not hook up but talk that's a whole different podcast that's that's the twilight bone there you go. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm gonna need to get that rim shot sound effect going here. You know. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, hey, everybody. Uh, th- thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time.